it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Open Frequency Radio. Happy New Year. It is 2021. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today is the man behind the Bedlam Media Twitter, my co-host of Above the Ring. Uh, the other half of this operation, nobody else I'd rather do this with, this first episode of OFR going into 2021. Scott. Scott. Sam, Sam thank you so much for that entrance. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I feel it's, like uh, we need to pump pump each other up every so often. Not pump each other. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you meant. I know. We'll, we'll, Here we go. We'll, Here we go. We're we already are. starting. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, you know, we all know 2020 was what it was. But we're hoping that 2021 can be a little bit better. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. Um, I went off on a rant on a Festivus. Uh, Scott, you obviously saw it. I did, and I really appreciated it. <laughs> you know, I did something. Wh- I said something where, um, you know, everyone's saying twenty twenty sucked, and it was a rough year. I, I I think over time, I try to sit there and not, and maybe it's a gener- Maybe it's our. Maybe it's our generation. Likes to sit here every year. Oh, this year sucked. This year sucked. This year sucked. This year sucked. Been seeing it for like the past 10, 10 years online as long as I've been on Facebook. Right. And it's like, guys, why is it sucking? My shittiest years. And Scott, you've known me through my shittiest years. My shittiest mm-hmm. years have been my – some of my best years for growth. Right. Exactly. And I think I've always tried to take it as uh, life lessons. I've always tried to be – um, open-minded, try to try to learn from things, um, and things I can control, change them. I don't think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people just like the bitch because they have a soapbox to stand on. Yeah, um, I kind of go back to stuff that I know we've talked about before. It's like everybody's so attached to this whole thought of instant gratification that they need everything now. You know, their life sucks. They want things changed now. You know, they see something, they want it now. It's, you know, there are, you know, a bunch of Veruca Salts running around this world nowadays. And you know, it's it's sad. And and I, I blame, I honestly blame technology for this because I've been guilty of it myself. I'm sure you have as well. I mean, we all have. But it's it, there's, a, there's a time where you kind of just have to, you know, pull your up by your own bootstraps and be like, all right, now. 
nothing's gonna in this world is gonna be given to me. I need to go out and earn it. And I know some people don't have that option. Sometimes, you know, where they are in life, sometimes it's more difficult for you to be able to do that for whatever circumstances out there. But you still gotta try to do the best you can and try to make the changes, the positive changes that you can in your own life with stuff that you can control. Agreed. Agreed. Um, you know, going into, going into 2021, uh, you know, again, rough year, 2020. But you know what? I, th I think now we just got to grab everything like by our bootstraps or slippers because I'm currently in slippers. <laughs> Just go, go for the hills. Be like, be yep. like Cleveland, man. Be like Cleveland right now. I, I know. By the time this episode hits, the game will be already over. But if they pull off an upset against KC today, oh man, I, uh, I, I, I put it on Facebook last night. You know, after the Bills dismantled the Ravens, or the Ravens dismantled themselves, I watched the the tail end of the game after we watched Hard to Kill. It. I was so happy to watch Baltimore lose. I'm a Pats fan, but I'm rooting for Buffalo so hard. I want Buffalo and Cleveland to have an AFC championship game against one another because both teams weren't in the playoffs for the last, like, I don't know, almost 20 years for both teams. So I think that would be an outstanding AFC championship game. Two, you know, young quarterbacks – who aren't like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, just going at it and see which team will be better, who will represent the AFC in, in, in the Super Bowl. With, yeah. with Cleveland being the only team to never be at the Super Bowl. That is true. They've won world titles, but that was before the merger, so they technically don't count, which is unfortunate. But, yeah, I think that would be outstanding. And on the other side, if Buffalo were to go on and actually win their Super Bowl, which I know obviously they've had some difficulties doing, <laughs> um, they would actually then complete the full sweep for the AFC East. Every team would then have a Super Bowl. And I think they would be the only – the second conference behind the NFC East, which has turned into the NFC, <laughs> NFC least the last few years. But – Every team in that or in, in that conference already has a World Series championship. A World Series, my God, wow! Baseball, thinking all different sports. Um, I'm just happy sports are back. So having uh, a uh, Super Bowl championship. So mm -hmm. it's it's crazy because there's very few because I mean, last twenty years being New England fans, we've we've been lucky. Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> not just, and not even just because of the, the the Brady dynasty of the New England Patriots. I mean, we got to see the Bruins get their first cup in forty years. You know, the Celtics win their first championship in twenty years. And let's not forget about the Sox now. Yeah, Sox so, winning four in this decade. Uh, I mean, in this uh, century so far. I mean, tied for the first, uh, tied for the uh, yeah, they're tied with um, I believe the Giants uh, from San Francisco with four championships in you know the two thousands. That's outstanding. But yeah, like you said, Boston's been very lucky um, to see their city become the city of champions. And, you know, obviously with Brady going over to Tampa Bay and giving Tampa Bay immediate success as well, um, 
it shows, you know, obviously Brady's not just a system quarterback and, you know, there's a reason that we did so well when he was here. But obviously Tom it was time for him to move on, so he he did. And, you know, he just brought Gronk and, you know, Antonio Brown with him. <laughs> so let's let's so so this is this is what I've been thinking about. I don't know in my lifetime where I've looked at the playoff picture and I've just been like, wow. I go, any team that wins the Super Bowl this year, I'm like, I'd be super happy for it. So you take take out the take out the teams that have already won um, this uh, yesterday. First of all, Green Bay to see Aaron Rodgers if he won the Super Bowl would be incredible. Mm. See the Green Bay in the Super Bowl again would be awesome. Uh, the Bills, the Bills would be, you know, like a, a, a Cinderella story almost, in a sense because you know four Super Bowls in a row they lost. This is their I first know. AFC Championship since '93. Yep. Last time they went to the Super Bowl, I think, was that same year, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yeah. After that, they I think they made it to the playoffs the following two years, but they 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 didn't make it back. And then after that, it was it's been yeah, <laughs> it's been unfortunate times for Bills fans. So yeah, this is very very exciting time for them. Um, Cleveland. I mean, we don't even need to do. Uh, what do yeah. we need to say about Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland would be the biggest. I think. I think a lot of people would be happy to see Cleveland win it. Um, yeah. Kansas City. I. I think I said it when I first saw Patrick Mahomes on the field. He's going to. He's carrying the tor- the, the torch for the future. Like the head of the NFL. I, he, I, he might be the next Brady. Yeah, I can see that, but I don't want him to win it now. I don't want another dynasty. I want. There to be different teams to win it every year, and I, I and I feel that if Kansas City is is able to, I mean, let let's face it, they're heavy a uh, heavy favorites to win today's game. But if they beat the Bills, then I don't think, unless it's Green Bay on the other side, I don't think anybody can stop the Chiefs. But if the Bills are able to do so, or if the Cleveland Browns are able to upset them today, then. I would be completely happy with that. I think that for me, the Chiefs are the only team remaining that I don't want to win just because I don't want another dynasty team right now. I want one of these underdog teams that hasn't done well in a long time to even do shit. I'll even take Brady's seventh championship over Cleveland, over uh, Kansas City winning again. But no, I don't think anybody's going to stop Green Bay at this point. I think Green Bay is just motoring their way across. I mean, that's that's the case. I mean, like like I said, anything can happen. And I've been telling people this. I mean, everyone didn't think Cleveland was going to win the other uh, last week. Well, absolutely not. Um, but even even the Tampa Bay Saints game. I mean, first of all, you have two of the best quarterbacks in the league and potentially of all time playing against each other. They're saying this might be the last time they're on the field together. They're, yeah, they're thinking Breeze might retire after um, the season's over, and I believe this is also going to be the oldest game, like the quarterback age ever in ever, ever in NFL history. It's like watching those um, those golf games where you have all the seniors playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen memes rolling around where where it's like old man Breeze and old man Brady, like talking about like uh, playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some good stuff. Um, it, you know. Poke fun at them. I mean, Christ, they're only, what, 43 and 41. I mean, I'm not that far behind them and makes me feel young that I'm still younger than them. But still. <laughs> I, I'm just looking forward. Just, I, I just, and again, I, you know, I love New England. 
I love, you know, we, we were lucky. I've also been a big Broncos fan. But sorry. <laughs> the know, only time I, I was a Broncos fan was when Tebow was their quarterback. That was it. <laughs> well, for me, and this is going to – I don't want to, like, make this get weird. It's going to get weird, Scott. It's sorry. always going to get weird, Sam. <laughs> um, but for me, the Broncos were bi- – uh, the I, Broncos have always been number two for me ever since – they played Green Bay in the Super Bowl. That's the very first Super Bowl I remember watching. And that was in yeah. the Super Bowl 32, 33, in 98. God. <laughs> I'm Sorry, so Scott. Old. I'm so old. <laughs> Sorry, Scott. <laughs> it's like you, do you, you don't even remember the Bills run. I mean, guys. <laughs> I was born during the Bills run. I was born. Let's just let's let. Oh, let's see. Let's see. The year I was born, Scott. <clears throat> it was the Giants and the Bills. Which one? <laughs> the first or second one? And then the, against the. Against Dallas. Uh, that was another one. No, no, no. That was the Super Bowl. It was the Giants and the Bills. Oh. It was the first Bills game. The first God. Bills. That's how old I am, Scott. No, wait. No, oh. wait. I lied. I. Nope, that's right. Sorry. I'm looking at, like, Wikipedia, and it has, like, the like the season year, and then yeah. it has, like, the actual, like, the year it was played. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was right. 98 for the Denver Broncos. Green Bay Packers won. Um, that was Broncos won that one, didn't they? It won't make you feel any my, – my youngest brother, who you never met, he was born in 94. <laughs> he was born the year the last time the Bills were in the Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> that was the last time – no, the, sorry, the Cowboys <clears throat> born in 96. Um, but I, it's just I, – I think it's fun to see a lot of these older the, – the, these teams who haven't been in in a while. Yeah. I'm dominant. Yeah, it's not, it, that's that's what I like to see. You know, the you know the NFL needs to go through, you know, death and rebirth of teams doing really well. And you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, this is the end for for New England. Well, let's hold off on a year. You know, they lost half their defense thanks to COVID. They all opted out. So if they do terrible next year, then yes, I will completely agree. The the sun has set on New England, and we can you know move back on to, to, to hard times. Um, but seeing the resurrection of Cleveland, seeing the Bills, the Bills are going to be dominant for a long time. and I'm okay with that. It's nice to, to actually fight for, you know, division leads, which I don't know if that will actually happen with New England, but Miami's on the on the upswing. You know, they had one unfortunate loss, which kicked them out of the, the playoffs. Um, then there's the Jets. Well, <laughs> that, the Jets. Well, yeah, the Jets. <laughs> they they can't even win the number one seed in the in, in the draft. So you know, <laughs> well, they're the Jets. We'll just we'll just let them go. Um, it's it's nice. It, you know, the AFC. Well, let's see, the AFC South. I'm trying to think who's 
Jacksonville. Jacksonville is another team that's not really going to go anywhere. They can win number one seed, though, so they'll get that new quarterback. So that'll be that first piece, and we'll see what happens with them. And um, I know you've got uh, the Titans, and you've got the Colts, and who the hell is the other team there? The Titans, man. They've been, they've another one that's been slowly working their way up. They've, yeah, they've been kind of, you know, there, but not really there, if you know what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. But, yeah. So they're, they're, they're pushing. So we'll see what happens. Um, oh, and then the Texans. I don't know. The Texans are up and down every year. <laughs> Sometimes they're really good. Other years are terrible. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and then obviously the NFC North, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore have had a stranglehold on that conference forever. It's wonderful to see Cleveland now in the mix. Cincy, sorry. <laughs> and then the West, obviously the Chiefs, they've pretty much been running things. Um, the Raiders have been up and down as well. The Chargers are in the middle of a change because, you know, um, Rivers moved to Indy, so they're kind of trying to find their way. And then Denver lately has been on the on definitely on the downswing, so we'll see how that works out for them. The craziest the, the the craziest thing I think that would happen this year. I'm trying to find that's old. I don't want that one. <laughs> that's an older article. The craziest thing I think that would happen this year is if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, not only will he have the most Super Bowl rings. Yeah. I think out of anybody, because I think he's tied with like an offensive lineman who also has six. But I think he might be. He might, he might be one of the players with the most championships out there. And out of the big four of sports. Yeah. That's a lie. lie. Bill Russell's at. Yeah, but Russell's at a. I think he's got eleven. But I yeah. think I, I, even still, I think he. He, I think beat, he he will beat Michael Jordan. He'll have more than Michael Jordan does. Yeah, yeah. I think he would be only behind a bunch of, or maybe a handful of basketball players that have more than six. Um, yeah, I don't think Celtics players from the sixties. Yeah, because the Celtics ran this town. They ran everything in the sixties. I think they won like seven years in the sixties. I don't know. Um, they won a lot of their titles. It was. It was it was pretty insane. It was either them or the Lakers. You know, it was it was you know. I kind of wish I was a, a born back then to watch that basketball back and forth, but you know, still I it's 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 crazy. <laughs> we're tied with the Lakers right now with most championships, right? Because yeah, with the Lakers winning the shortened season last year, yeah. So uh-huh. we're both at we're both at seventeen. So now we're both going for eighteen, and uh-huh. yeah. I'm trying to find it now. Boston in the fit. Well, even go back to the fifties. Anyway, what am I? What am I doing here? Yeah, for from about from like I think the mid fifties to the early eighties, the Celtics won pretty much almost all of their championships, and so then 50, they wanted to get an OE. Fifty-seven, and I think that was their first championship. So fifty-seven, 
58 they went and they lost. They won 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66. Didn't play in 67, 68, 69. Played and yep. won all those championships. Yep. They, they won they, 74, 76. Powerhouse. 81, 84. They played in 85 and lost. 86 they won. 87 they played and lost. Holy fuck. Yeah, and then they completely dropped off the face of the planet until so 92, 08. I think. No, no, they didn't reach the finals again until the year they won it. I think, well, so eight, I believe, when Boston almost won the full sweep. <laughs> it was only the Bruins, only the Bruins couldn't make it. <laughs> yeah, it... yeah. And then they went back, and I think 11 or 12, and they lost the Lakers, and then they haven't been back again since. So, uh, right. but they've been they've been close. So and they got a they got a nice young squad now. So as long as Boston's able to hold on to their players, which they're notorious for not doing so, they can hold on to them. I think the Celtics will be in contention this year and beyond. So they surprised a lot of people last season. They didn't think they'd do well, but they did. You know, they only made it to I believe the second round, but you know. They, they definitely exceeded expectations. This year, I think they're also projected to be in like the mid, I think the third or fourth or fifth seed. Um, but I believe as of right now, I think they are either tied or in second place in their – nope, I'm sorry. They are the technically the best team in the Eastern Conference right now at eight and three. So – once again, exceeding expectations. So it's nice to see my boys in green doing well. Well, let's hope the ones in black and yellow do well, too, after we lost Chara. Yes, um, I believe they are 1-0-1. Uh, they won their first game against the Devils in a shootout, and then they lost against the Devils in, a, in overtime. So yep. still getting points. So I'll take it. I, 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 I am a... I, I do like my Bruins. Um, I'm sad that I've missed both their games, but hopefully I'll be able to start catching some pretty soon. Same. And I don't know how the Sox are looking. I know they've been like up and down. This, it's funny. So the Sox and the Bru Boston's pretty consistent. I'm sorry. The Celtics are pretty consistent. New England's been consistent up until this year. Yeah. And then the Sox and the <sighs> Bruins are like the teams that go from like worst to first to worst. <laughs> I, I think the Bruins have a little bit more consistency than the Red Sox have, but yeah, the Red Sox, it's yeah, it's been all over the place. I, I know with again with COVID, they you know Chris Sale, their superstar pitcher, opted out, so that right there, you automatically knew that they're already in trouble. They've been having starting pitching problems for you know the whole year last year. Um, and even this year, they, they really don't have much behind Chris Sale and Eduardo Rodriguez. Um, so it's going to be tough. They need to find some good back end of the rotation, and they always need bullpen help. You know, I think the bats are going to be fine. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's a matter of pitching. I know they just re-signed a pitcher they had last season. Uh, Martin Perez, which is good. He's a good back end. Uh, he'll probably be their fifth starter. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure what they're going to do this season. They might be, you know, 
fighting for second or third place in the AFC, uh, AFC in the uh, in the East. I don't know. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see. But I think uh, I think Tampa is gonna be taking the division again. Um, and then, of course, there's the Yankees. It's you know always tough to count out the Yankees. So we'll be fighting with Toronto, and hopefully Baltimore just continues to do terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, I, I I love the fact that we actually have some sports to watch. Uh, I'm pretty sure pitchers and catchers they start. I believe middle of or the end of February. I believe that's when pitching pitchers and catchers report. Um, I could be off by a month. It might be March. No, because March is starting games already. Yeah, so it is February. So yeah, we're we're a little over a month away from pitchers and catchers, and you know then it's then it's time for you know MLB the Show twenty one to come out, and then it's time for me to buy a PS five. And then it's time for me to buy a new TV and play games on glorious 4K. And who knows, Sam? That's the future. <laughs> when, when PS5s are ready available for everybody to buy. <laughs> Man, jeez, we're gonna we're gonna we're really gonna have this conversation, here, aren't we? Because <laughs> for those of you who don't know, poor Sam has been on an expedition. To find a PlayStation 5 since they were pre- being able to be pre-ordered. Unfortunately, I, he was not able to get one. I've tried and, both. I'm going to tell you right now. I've tried both, and I have friends who have gotten multiple of both. just <laughs> trying to get one. Sam is angry, folks. He's angry at this fact, so. <laughs> nope. You know, you know what I'm just going to do? I'm going to sit there. I'm going to just going to join myself with... with I played Final Fantasy VII. I'm playing Control. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm back on WWE Champions. I mean, you know, fuck you guys. You know, I'm not having fun on Champions. You know, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I've just, I've just briefly, just like peeked in, try to take a look, see what's available, and pretty much nothing's available. Even the Switch again is gone. Um, so I'm still, you know. Not paying, not buying a switch either. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I just want this goddamn pandemic to be over so that way things can start going back to normal. <laughs> People can start making shit so that we can all buy it and enjoy it. Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, so much shit has been you know held off because of what's going on. Yeah, I guess yeah. it makes sense because most of it's manufactured over in China. True. It's funny you bring that up now. I'm like my PS, my PS4 controller has been shit in the bed, and I actually need to go grab one. So it's like, oh fuck, I need a PS4 controller. Yeah, you can probably find them for cheap. Well, maybe cheaper nowadays. Yeah, they haven't gone down. You knew, like, I might have to go like on Facebook Marketplace and look. Oh. Facebook marketplace. Let's let's take a look now. I mention it. A lot of a, a lot of weightlifting stuff right now. That kind of makes sense. I mean, people are you know being able to go back to the gym to an extent, so they don't need the home equipment anymore. And I don't know if it was me, I'd always do the opposite. I'd rather weightlift at home than go to the gym. I don't know. 
I just, I've never been a big fan of physically going to a gym because I'd, I'd rather just watch myself <laughs> try to get better. I don't need to see other people. Like, no. <laughs> Especially with my round shape that I'm in, I'd rather do it by myself. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly... I I like going I like go, I would like to have a home gym but I also mm. kind of like like going to the gym because it kind of because there are days where I don't want to work out and if I'm home I just I'm not going to do anything. Me going to the gym it's kind of like well you, you you're here now. Right, yeah. <laughs> Time to suck it up and just do it. You know, I was thinking about going after this, but I, you know, I do have like a recording of the podcast. I also am, uh, you know, obviously I do my food shopping for the week, or at least like the first first half of the uh, the week. Yeah. Um, let me ask you. So, so now now I'm remembering. Like, I don't know what you've been watching. We haven't. I know you've been all. We've been all over the place. Mm. Have you watched uh, WandaVision yet? No, I have not. That's actually on my agenda for this week. Pro- yeah, actually, probably right after we finish this podcast because I had forgotten about it until it dropped. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, obviously I was at work um, on Friday, and then yesterday, too much stuff to do, so I didn't get a chance to sit down and watch it. But from what I've seen, and I haven't been spoiled by anything, but. A lot of people are complaining that it's too slow. And again, I will revert back to what I said at the very beginning of this podcast. Everybody wants their self-gratification. And they need to just learn about what a slow burn is. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's going to explain everything once it gets to its end. But right now we're building a whole brand new end, you know. Obviously, this is a new multiverse or something. I don't know. I haven't watched it, so I, I don't know exactly what they're going into. But the fact that Vision is alive automatically makes me wonder what's going on because clearly he did not make it past, you know, Infinity War. <laughs> As you know, I mean, you've seen the title for the new Doctor Strange film. Yes. Yeah. I 100% would think that they're going to start fucking around with the multiverse. And, and I'm okay with that because it's going to bring us all three versions of Spider-Man. And I cannot tell you the amount of hype that I have for that. Yeah, no, there's, there's so much that's about to happen. I, I'm just... I, if, there's, if there's anything I know... Besides, you know, the, all the wrestling that I've picked up over the years that I may know more about is comic books. I'm not mm. like a comic book nerd. I don't know everything about, you know, the Punisher showed up on the first issue of, you know, the Spider-Man issue. Da, da, da. No, I know a lot of like lore and whatnot. And I know how things work. You know, I, I will I will revert back to. I will revert back to what we were sorry i'm like sitting here right now and i'm listening
It almost sounds like a vacuum or like a polisher. <laughs> outside or downstairs? I can't tell. If it's outside, inside, if it was my computer, it didn't sound like my computer. That'd be good because you don't want your computer to sound like that. So that's that's plus. That's plus. <laughs> Anyways, um, with with comic books, um, my father when I was when I was growing up, I, I this 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 line has stuck with me. So when I was when I was with Marissa, my ex girlfriend, she she took me to see Fast and Furious Nine. I don't care for Fast and Furious, but I went because she wanted to see it. Um, and there was, have you seen Fast and Furious 9? I have not. I've only seen up to four, maybe. I kind of gave up on the series after Tokyo Drift <clears throat> because it, it come to find out in like the timeline, that's like the seventh film. It's, I'm like, okay, whatever. But um, it gets weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but anyway, so there's a there's a scene in that movie, because I take I've taken her to a I would take her to a bunch of stuff and she'd question it. It's just what's going on here? What's this? What's that? I'm like you, you can just sh shut up and watch this. I right? watch what's going on. So we went to go see. So we went to go see Fast Nine, and there's a mont there's a there's a montage scene towards the end of the movie where it shows all these people who I didn't know who they were. And she's like, look at me. She goes, I bet you don't know who those people are. And I looked at her and I was like, I'm like, well, knowing how comic books work, my assumption would be that these are people from previous movies that they're referring to. She goes, yeah, but you, you, you don't know exactly who that. I go, no, but I go, I've been reading comic books forever. I know how how story most of this crossover shit. Most of this, these Easter eggs, all of this, a lot of it stems back to comic books. Right. I know how it works. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> so, like, I think in comic books, I mean, you you know, you've, I, I, you've, you've definitely read comic books. I have. I, I wasn't a big collector of them growing up. Um, but you read them. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely read my fair share. And you know how overlapping they can be sometimes, where it'd be like something would be mentioned and sometimes be an asterisk and in the bottom corner, uh, this references this issue of this comic, uh, right. XYZ, kind of for reference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, no, people need to just sit down, shut up, and just uh, – pe people want – I was just talking to somebody else about this, and they were just like, I like, I like endings. Like, I don't. My favorite show is Twin Peaks. I never watched Twin Peaks, but I've heard many things about it. The show had one of the worst, I don't want to say worst, and like it was bad, but like one of the worst cliffhangers for a show that got canceled. Oh, no. That made, like when I watched it, I watched it just before season three came out. And the show got canceled in 91. Uh, season three came out in 2017. So I remember watching it just before the new season came out, and it was a, the way it ends. I'm like, I got one more episode, and it was like trailer for the show, and I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it, no. <laughs> I, like a, I almost had like a meltdown. I was like, this is not happening right now. This is not no, 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 no. This can't be it. This can't be it. I like things where it it it, it 
makes you a little uncomfortable. It makes you question things. Endings for things is nice, but I like stuff where it ends on like either a cliffhanger or almost like a question is posed by the director in a sense where Inception's a great example. I would also use The Matrix as another one. Yep. Yeah. No, both both of those are good examples. Like, the movie's ended, but did they end? Yeah. Is Leonardo DiCaprio out of the dream? Is he in the dream? Oh, I know. That bothered me so much. <laughs> I'm like, fall over. Fall over. Fall over. But I love that. It, like... I love that sense of like what's going. You know, I don't, and I don't need a sequel. That's another problem. Everyone wants a sequel to everything. We need to expand on this. The fucking Joker. You know they're making a sequel to that. They are. They are. I'm not happy about it. No. I no. mean, if they turn it into its own universe, though, Did, it based off of that style of of work, I, I think that would be okay. Well, my thing is, and you know, you, you saw it, right? Yes, Joker. Oh, my God, yes. So I loved the film. I thought it was great. It, the, the film was about how, it, I think it was more about mental illness and how he became the Joker. Yes. And I think that's all it needed to tell. It just needed to tell how he became the Joker. I don't think we need to elaborate anymore on the character. And I thought I read somewhere that he actually isn't the Joker. That he's just, like, he's going to be, like, an inspiration for the actual Joker in that universe. But I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, I thought the movie as a standalone movie was was superb. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But, like I am with, you know, tournaments and stuff like that, when you have an expanded universe, I'm okay with that. Like, I really wasn't big on the whole Marvel thing when it first started, but then I watched the first Iron Man movie, and I was just like, oh, this is really cool. I'd love to see, a, a, you know, an expansion on this. And then here comes Iron Man 2, and I'm like, oh, this is really fun, and let's keep going. And then all these other movies have come out, and it's just spiraled into the mass amazingness that it is now. Yeah. No, and <clears throat> I, I love these universes that they've built. Granted, it is a lot of work to keep up with it. Yes. But there is... There are some things I don't think you need any more elaboration on. I agree. No, I I, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, and, you know, maybe this will be a big mistake. Unfortunately, DC hasn't been doing the best with their expanded universes. Their standalone movies have been good. You know, the first Wonder Woman, I'd probably even put the second Wonder Woman in there as well. Um, Aquaman was really good. The... Batman versus Superman movie. Eh. <laughs> Justice League was eh, okay. So I don't know. They they've definitely tripped over their own feet so far when it comes to stuff, but you know, we'll see where that goes from here. But I don't know. Like you said, sometimes just standalone movies are fine the way they are. Like, what was it? Um Oh shit! What was the movie that I went to go see that you you, you had said would be a, a great uh, timepiece? Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Yep, I believe. Like that movie, I just randomly had time uh, to kill because I think I was getting my car, um, getting some work done on my new car, um, 
and I had some time to kill. So I'm like, shit, I'll go to the movies locally. And that was the only movie that was really something that I wasn't completely against watching. So I'm like, shit, I'll, I'll give this a shot. I know um, Sam's given me some um, some good you know, talk about it. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll see how good it is. And by the end of it, I was like, this is a fantastic timepiece. Like, I love this. This was fantastic. And I, I'm not normally one to just go watch, like, a random movie for no reason. Um, but, like, you suggested it, and I was like, well, it doesn't look bad. I like Leonardo DiCaprio, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. And I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people – some pe- <sighs> a lot of people don't like to get out of their comfort zone when it comes to film. But That's true. Um. I don't know. That's my that's my thoughts on that. Um Geez, speaking of We're talking about movies. We talked about WandaVision. So did you see And uh, I know you had your vacation. I, I I don't know. I don't remember how things Where am I going with this? Um, if, if you're going to mention Tenet, no, I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to. I need to find it wherever it is right now. I went to the IMAX and saw it. I thought it was great. I know a lot of people gave it shit, but I'm a big Chris Nolan fan. Yeah. Uh, did you watch The Mandalorian? I did. Yes. There is something, and I I know people have heard me talk about this already on the podcast. Um, there is something where they – that's an example of something where they said they were going to do one thing. They went a little – they kind of backpedaled a little bit. Now, mm. I'll explain in a minute. But they did it great. So what I'm referring to is when they started the show, they said that this is going to have nothing to do with the Jedi. It's not going to have anything to do with the Skywalkers. Right. Um, this is going to be its own thing. And they backpedaled. But I think they backpedaled enough to where it's like, okay, what they've done works. It's not like it's not taking the whole show over. Yeah, they they've. I think the reason why they kind of backpedaled is now that now they're going to have multiple spinoffs. So, because now we're going to have um, our own Boba Fett show. We're going to have um, probably another show about uh, those other Mandalorians. And a show about um, I forgot her name, the Jedi that they talked about, not Luke, the other one. Um, ah- Ahsoka. Yes, I think she's going to get her own as well. So I think that's why they kind of backpedaled a little bit. But I'm interested to see what they're going to do um, next year. So because I know that there is going to be a season three of Mandalorian, and I think it's also going to go around the same time as the story of Boba Fett happens. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, geez, I'm thinking about we we really didn't talk about a lot when we were no, because we've been too consumed with wrestling. <laughs> Why would we do something like that, Scott? I don't know. Why that you know, another great show that I've really thoroughly enjoyed that a lot of people keep giving shit about is Star Trek Discovery. Oh, you started it. Oh, I, I finished it. I, I'm, I'm completely caught up. I, I absolutely adore. All things Star Trek when it comes to shows. Um, I'm going to 
at one point I'm in the middle of watching my first go around ever of friends, um, which has been another fantastic show. I know I've been so behind the ball, but next one after that, I'm going to watch the Sopranos for the first time ever. I know I'm Italian. I'm disgraced to my own nation. I understand it. I've never been able to watch the Sopranos. I've never had HBO. So I never, I've had HBO max forever. And I've just never really put two and two together to actually sit down and watch it. So I'm going to, that's going to be next. And then after that, I think we're going to start the original series of Star Trek and work through all the Star Trek shows because I haven't seen most of Deep Space Nine. I haven't seen a single episode of Voyager. Um, and I definitely want to rewatch Enterprise because for me personally, I love that show so much. And I'm still upset that they got that show got cut down to only four seasons. I'm, I'm, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that. So this is the problem. I think... Trekkie fans are some of the most toxic people out there. Oh my god, I know. Right behind uh, wrestling fans and um, video game fans. Yeah, just like, I'm like, dude, like, I'm all about, like, look, if you're not gonna like, there are Star Trek movies that are bad. I get it. Oh, yes. (laughs) But you know what? I will compare the Star Trek movies to being like Bond films. Yeah, some good Bond films. Oh yes, there are. <laughs> but you know what? When you want, when you go through the Bond films, Scott, do you skip the bad ones? Nope, I watch them. I, I you know, I, I that was another thing I did this past year. I went through, and I did a full watch of every Bond movie that's come out. And it was nice to be able to sit down and start watching some of these again. I, I realized that you know some of the Connery films that I held in high standing weren't exactly as good as I remembered, and I appreciated a lot of the Roger Moore ones. I won't even talk about Lazenby because that's just Lazenby. Uh, I loved Dalton films, especially after our group chats, talking about how fantastic they were. Um, I really grew up with Pierce Bronson being my Bond because that's who was playing it when I was born. Remington Steel. Huh? said Remington Steel. Remington Steel. (laughs) And... Uh, for me personally, I thought I think that um, Craig is doing the best job that he, they can do. I honestly would put him right behind Connery as my favorite Bond. And I know if you wa- go back and watch the Bond films, Sean wasn't exactly the best and the friendliest with certain people, but those were different times. Mm-hmm. Things have changed. But I, I really, I really love Daniel Craig. And if No Time to Die ever decides to come out, if his performance is superb, which I'm assuming it might be, it might even throw him in first place for me. I don't know. It's real close, real neck and neck for me. So, oh, easily, he's he's up there. He's one of the the bests. Um, what I was getting at here is like, so. I've never talked to a Trekkie fan who's just never, ever, they've, they always have their opinions on what they, more so what they hate than what they like. Because that's how people are. <laughs> you know, I, um, <laughs> you know, I, every, everything I've watched from Star Trek, it's Star Trek. It's yeah. science fiction. Yep. It doesn't have to be over the top superb. And, and that's, that's another thing. I think some people, well, granted, there are people out there that like a lot of crap TV, reality TV, and there's a lot of people who watch quality TV, and sometimes they just can't accept, hey, this is just a sci-fi show that's fun. It's like Star Wars. It's fun. 
It's not meant to be like anything deeper philosophical. Right. It's just a good time. Um, but you mentioned Enterprise and Enterprise, I remember when that show aired. That was that yeah. was a because Voyager ended and that was the first time since eighty seven there wasn't a Star Trek show. Yeah. It was a couple years, I th- or at least a year or two, between Voyager and Enterprise. Yep. And I, I thought it was great. It gets a lot of crap. I don't think it deserves the, the hate it gets. No, I completely agree. It's just, I, I thought, you know, I, I've always liked Scott Bakula. Um, going back to Quantum Leap. I know that's before your time, Sam. But I, remember, <laughs> I know Quantum Leap. But... <laughs> um, I mean, I think Quantum Leap was even before my time, but... Um, actually, yeah, but still, like, I, I loved his acting in that show, so I'm like, oh, it's got back in this is gonna be great. And for me, I really enjoyed it. I loved the, the seeing the beginnings of you know the Federation, it, actually, before it was even the Federation. And because with me, and I know <laughs> some of the guys, I think even I might have told you, I love backstory. So you you tell me you show me stuff that's happened in the in the future. What happened in the past? Like give me that that those tidbits. Enterprise started to do that again. Then it was another reason why I loved I loved Discovery because the first season was all before the original Star Trek started, like literally right before it. So it lay, leads right into it. And then obviously, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, they go all the way forward 930 years. Now we're seeing stuff in the far future. So now I'm just like, all right, this is great. But of course, now my brain goes, well, what happened in that, you know, 930 years? We know a little bit of it because of Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. But what happens in that other tidbit? So that gives me more, more wants for more Star Trek stuff. So we'll see what happens. They do that big of a leap. Yeah, it's a huge leap. You, um, how much have you seen, or have you seen any of it? No, that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I've been curious, but like, you know, I'm kind of like you. I've I started watching the original series at one point. Yeah, and. I'm definitely going to get to it, but I wanted to watch Next Gen because obviously Next Gen is considered the best. Yeah, um, for, for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but also, like, the people who watch Trek, not like the casual, oh, I like Next Generation. The the Trek, uh, there's a lot of Trekkies out there who argue that Deep Space Nine is the best. See, I've seen, I've seen a good amount of Deep Space Nine because I used to watch it with my parents when I was younger. We'd have it on television, you know, eating it, you know, as we, you know, talk during dinner and, and whatnot, even after the fact. So that was my experience. Or even like during like the weekend, sometimes it'd be on television. So that's how I kind of absorbed watching Deep Space Nine. But I don't know how it ends. I don't know, like probably the back half of it. So. That's why I'm excited to go watch it again. I love that, you know, there's eventually going to be crossovers between them and and Next Gen. Because if I remember correctly, I think Deep Space Nine starts halfway through Next Gen's seasons, I believe. Because they kind of intermix. Because I know O'Brien moves over. I know Worf eventually moves over. And I'm sure other people are going to cross over as well. But, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And then there's Voyager, which I... No, 
nothing of, really. I mean, I know like what happens in the first episode because I accidentally spoiled myself for it. But other than that, I don't know what happens for the whole show. So I'm interested to see what happens, uh, and then I'll be then I'll be caught up. You know, um, so what upsets me, I think, about Star Trek is because of how it waned in popularity towards in the 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, is we got four Next Generation films. We did. Only four, which is fine. I mean, they were starting to – they probably could have done one more maybe. Well, which one was the last one? Was it Nemesis? Nemesis. Was that the last one? Yeah. See, I liked Nemesis, but I was just like, all right, I'm done. And plus, I... that was that was the death of Data and everything else. And, um, well, you know. Well, maybe they knew that it was the last one. You know? Yeah. And they yeah. could have done like a Generations kind of thing where it could have been like Next Generation and DS9. I would have loved to see a DS9 movie. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know you would have could have done. I don't know what you could have done with a a one of those uh, space stations. You know, again, I don't know too much. Yeah. Uh, DS9. But actually, funny you mentioned Nemesis. That was actually the first Star Trek movie I saw in theaters. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, no, so well. Okay, so the, I got two. I got two of two sides of it. I get your side. We like fuck. That was the first one you saw. And then I talked to some of my other friends who have only seen the 2009 and forward movies. Oh. The Kelvin timeline, which is still good. I like those movies. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. The the 2009 one was good. Um, I don't know if I've seen the others, though. No, I did. I saw the next one after that. Into, dark, um, uh, Into Darkness? Yes. I just recently watched that, what was it, maybe last year or the year before. So that was that was good too. I, I I enjoyed that, but have they have they haven't done a third one, have they? Yeah, they did Beyond. Oh, then I haven't seen Beyond yet. But like, I know people who've only seen the new movies. They've only seen the new ones. They're like, oh yeah, I've seen this, this, and this. And then I mentioned to him, I go, I've seen Nemesis in theaters. Like that's how long, uh, you know. Granted, I would have, you know, I would have loved to be a little older and seen like. You know, six, you know, seven, like all the first contact. Those would have been cool to see in theaters. Actually, Scott, right now, on the spot, favorite Star Trek film? Out of all of them, God. I know for me, one that always sticks out is um, Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Yes. I I don't know why, but maybe it's the whale sounds. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just I don't know. I always love watching that movie. Like whenever it's on, I'm like, all right, well, um, it's it's kind of like for me, like when Potter films are on USA. I own them. I can watch them at any time. But if they're on television, well, my productivity for the day is gone because I'm sucked back in. Even though compared to the books, the movies are complete garbage, I still appreciate them for what they are and i want to watch them even though i've seen them probably a thousand times at this point in time in my life <laughs> it's just i don't know it's just something about it that fourth movie that just sucks me in and i just i just love it oh no i void uh void term journey home yeah voyage home it's great i think it might have been the highest gross in Original series Star Trek film. 
Um, I would argue. Yeah, I made one hundred and thirty-three million, so it's probably uh, out of the originals, probably, but the new ones are probably made much more than that. Oh, the new. The... I'm actually gonna pull up the box office right now. God, hundred. Oh, this is nineteen eighty-six. I was only two, but I still remember it so well. Actually, no. The first movie pulled in more money by like three million. And then they didn't make it. And then the movie to top that, out of the originals, was First Contact. Out of sorry, originals and Next Gen, was First Contact. Yeah, First Contact was. That was good too. That was with that was with both casts, right? No, first contact was the one where they went back in time, uh, to um help the guy who created the uh the 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 engine to travel into space. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they Which revisit one? the uh, best of both worlds episode. The uh, yes, Warga. yes. Which one was the one where it had both the Star Trek original cast and the Next gen cast. Generations. That's what it was. Yes. That was another good one. I probably for me I'd put that at number two. Just because you get to see both of them together. I think for me, my favorite one first first contact, I think might be my favorite next gen one. But I think overall, out of the Star Trek movies, my favorite might be the Undiscovered Country. Wasn't that that was what, six? That was six, yeah. Um, that was the one where I believe where the Klingons might be go. Uh, so where the Klingons, uh, one of the uh, members of the Klingon uh, Klingon crew ship, try to start like a war, and they send uh, or they and they end up sending Kirk and McCoy to a mining planet to be imprisoned. Why do I not remember this movie? I'm sure I've seen it. If you, if you, it's one of those things when you watch it, I think you'll go, oh, I remember that movie. Okay. But I always got to give like love to the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> oh, Wrath of Khan. That <laughs> opening, that whole opening bit where they're on the planet and they go into the spaceship. And um, Chekhov looks at the sign and goes, the Botany Bay. <laughs> oh, no. And there's like... Oh, I get chills watching that whole opening bit. You know, when uh, Ricardo Montalban comes back. And every every time... Every time me and my brothers we talk about we talk about something, the word admiral comes up. We always quote it like Khan, Admiral. <laughs> <sighs> it sucks. Not a lot of people watch Star Trek, and they should. They really should. I know. That's why you and I get along. There's so many references that you and I both get, even sure. despite like the you know you being a few years older than me. There's still stuff that I get. I know, and that makes me feel good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he gets all he gets the older stuff. Like, yeah, Rafa Khan was born two years before I was born. So 
you know, I I got all this knowledge from my folks, especially my dad. My dad's a big sci-fi guy. Um, he, he loved all the Star Trek stuff. I think um, one of his favorite shows, um, I believe, um, Stargate. Oh my god, I love Stargate. So he loved, yeah. So we, I'd watch a lot of that. Like I watched a lot of um, what was what was it, Stargate? Oh, was it, SG1. 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 Yeah, I used to watch that all the time. Um, the old um, Battlestar Galactica. No, yeah, Battlestar Galactica is good. Um, yeah, so like stuff like that. Like all my sci-fi knowledge, I really got from you know watching the shows with with my parents. So yeah, it's nice to. It's nice to be able to still watch that stuff now on my own. And knowing someone who's, you know, a little bit younger than I am, and I say a little bit because I try to make myself not feel so old, but <laughs> someone who's, you know, seven years my minor is watching all this stuff that's from, like, the early 80s. And I'm just like, all right, yay. <laughs> that's because you got to remember, my parents, are, my parents are relatively young. You know, I'm going to be 30 in May. My parents are in their early mid 50s my parents yeah. were in high school in the early 80s yeah that tracks that makes sense so like you know like my love for like new wave music and like you know just like odd odd tv shows odd comedies odd humor you know i get that from you know you know my father mostly um that's like my father oh man you might know of it from your did, did your father ever watch you might have to ask this space 1999 I don't know I it was a sci-fi show from the 70s about what we would be like in space during in the year what 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 would happen in 1999 and it was it was like I think this was like around the time if not post no this is around, this is just before Star Trek it was on for like two seasons. You know, my father. You know, my my father had a couple of tapes of it. It was just out there. It was weird. <laughs> like the opening scene was almost like the opening theme was like disco-y. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was. You you had to see it, but my father they had these ships that were like they were called I believe eagles. And there were these just huge, uh, I don't know if they were like their fighters or whatnot, but my father had like a toy model. It was the first thing he ever sold on eBay when he started doing his eBay store. Huh. Um, yeah, I just bring it up. It's just like odd, odd things like that. And actually they're doing oh. a revival. I don't know. I'll have, to, I'll have to ask. But no, I'm looking at, I'm looking over it now. And I mean, I don't recognize it. So I know I probably didn't watch it. Uh, but yeah, looking at like the people, like holy Christ, like this is such seventies outwear. <laughs> holy shit! That's like another one that uh, boggles my mind. That I grew up with. My father had. I read most of the book. I need to go back. I want to read them all. That I don't think it's quoted enough because I think it's a masterpiece to this day. Is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? See. I've never read the book, never watched the movie. That was one of those things where I felt like I should give the book its due first before watching the movie. But a lot of people talk about that a lot too. Like I know like people like to joke about the number 42 being the, you know, the answer for everything. Yep. Um, I believe another reference is to the dolphins being, you know, they have. Um, so long and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's little tidbits that I know from reference from other people, but I feel like eventually I need to sit down, go through that, and then, you know, there's a lot of stuff I've realized that the older that I've gotten that I've missed growing up and going through my 20s and, you know, focusing on other stuff when I should be, you know, trying to focus on things that will bring me joy. <laughs> so I'm taking the back half of my 30s and probably the majority of my rest of my life to catch up on stuff that I didn't get a chance to watch and read. And it's just, I'm actually excited for it to see what I get to, what I get to absorb and be like, Hey, I get that reference like that. You know, that uh, I feel like I'm freaking um, <laughs> Captain America. Hey, I understand that reference. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's um, hit you know, Hitchhiker's Guide is something that you know my father had the book. I uh, there's actually an old H not HBO a BBC like short series from the early '80s that was created. That if you want to read the book, you're waiting, but you still kind of want to like dip your toes in. This is a very acceptable thing to dip your toes in for the BBC. Oh, it's on it's on Hulu. It's um because I've watched it a couple times and uh, let's see, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, nineteen eighty one. Okay, it's on Hulu. There's only six episodes. All right. So it's one of those things where it's 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 campy. It's just you know British humor back in the eighties, and it's it's. I don't think it takes away anything from the book. Okay, I mean one of my favorite shows is, um, oh my God, I, my brain just, um, the IT Crowd, and that's yep. British humor, and that's probably that's literally my life. <laughs> so I mean. I remember the first time I watched that, I was just like, this might be the greatest television show I've ever watched in my entire life because I can completely and 100% relate to all of this. <laughs> yeah, I know you, you, send the, uh, you send the meme often of, or the gif often of Maurice sitting there and the, uh, the, the computer's on fire or something like that. You're just like <laughs> looking and typing. Yep. He's typing an email talking about how there's a fire going on. He's just like, fire. Or like the the number for the fire department being like a thousand numbers long. It's like what the fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, you know, people give British comedy a lot of shit, but you just have to wrap your uh, wrap your brain around. It's not American comedy. It's different. You have to appreciate it for what it is. But a lot of people don't, which is unfortunate because I think British comedy. A lot of it is really freaking good. I mean, a lot of it's superior to American comedy, if you ask me. It is. I will agree with you. Like, um, freaking um, Monty Python. Come on. Flying Circus, the TV show from the 60s, is still, you watch that show today and it's still ahead of its time. Nice. Incredible. It's one of my favorites. Very influential. Um, another one that, it's funny. So, as we were talking about, we were talking about comedies. Um, Last night, and we're just talking about <coughs> comics who really 
well, there were two. There was two conversations. One, we were talking about stand-up comics who have who are able to appeal to a wide audience without sacrificing their uh, their act. Mm-hmm. You know, John Mulaney came up. Um, but we were talking about movies, and we were trying to think about like comedies and like you know, you know, our favorite our favorite comedy, you know, comedies and whatnot. Things that have gone to the wayside over the years. Um, obviously, Superbad is probably Superbad and The Hangover might be the last two really good comedies that have that will stand the test of time. Um, but we were talking about stuff from the '90s and the '80s and the '70s. You know, like Wayne's World. Wayne's World is like almost. I feel like it's almost forgotten. And that was like that was like Mike Myers' like big debut. Hmm. You know, everyone remembers from Austin Powers, which is also amazing. Yes. But like Wayne's World back in the day. And then of course you got Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted, classic. Um you know. But yeah, we were just we were just talking about this and and I actually brought up a couple of films that and I know you're like me, you're so busy, you hate people adding things to your list. I'm not going to tell you you need to check them out, you know. You're, you're... <laughs> but you know, since it's coming from you, I'm most likely going to check them out. A <laughs> couple of my favorite movies of all well, comedies of all time. First of all, Nash. Yes. So, oh my god, yes. Have you seen the movie? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I I love Nash. Uh, that's another. That's another one of those shows that I have to thank my parents for because, ah, uh, and, and to this to this day, that series finale, it still gets me choked up. It's when when they stop when when the when the ceasefire happens, it I get chills. Yep, I get chills, and I'm just like, but the movie, the movie, you know, almost a completely different cast minus radar. It was nominated for Best Picture in 1970. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think it's 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 hysterical. It can be very dry at times, but right. I think it's very comical. It's a great film, solid film. Um, another one, and I've told people about this, and they look at me like I got ten heads, like I'm I'm stuck in like a time warp. I grew up watching a lot of older films. Like I bet you probably did. Yeah. Having older parents, you know, you watch the Abbott and Costellos and the Laurel and Hardys. Yep. Um, Still watch that shit to this day. <laughs> exactly. Because it's better quality television than some of the stuff that's on now. So one of my favorite favorite groups is the Marx Brothers. I love the Marx Brothers. They're, they're, they're hysterical to this day. My favorite – might be my favorite comedy of all time is Duck Soup from 33. Duck soup. That's the one where um, Groucho Marx plays the new president of the fictional country Fredonia. Oh my god! You gotta see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking up the uh, the stuff on IMDb. I, I probably have seen this at some point. But Groucho Marx, his deliveries in that show, in that movie, and in most of his movies. Are like over the fucking top. Like the way he delivers jokes, and some of the jokes you're even like, "Wow, you got away with that?" <laughs> well, you have to remember back then <laughs> it was a much different time. Uh... 
I just, I love this movie. Me and my brother Mike will quote it all the time. It's just, it's such a... I don't know. There's something about it. You don't get too many comedy troops like this anymore. Right. Um, you know, this is the movie that had the infamous uh, mirror scene where it was um, Chico and Harpo, and it looked like they thought they were in a mirror, and they, like, mirrored each other. Like, I... I, I you... Amatrix. This is when uh, th this. Where is this? Uh, duck soup mirror. I'm looking up the GIF. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That. And it's done so well. I'm. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm glad I can talk to somebody about this. It doesn't like look at me like I'm like I have ten heads. <laughs> no, I mean I will always appreciate a good film. Let's see. All right. Uh, Is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Well, it's not playing anywhere free, which is unfortunate. But uh, I don't remember the last time. I, I don't remember if I've. I mean, I recognize the mirror scene, but I don't know if I've seen this full movie. But I don't know. I'll have to. I will have to add it to my list of things to do and things to watch. But yeah, like I love. I, I do love a lot of older films. Um, like you talked about Abbott Costello. Like I grew up with that stuff with my folks, and um, even to this day, um, if it's on, I will watch it. I actually um, last year for Christmas, um, I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do a little plug if you don't mind, sir. Yep. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've seen on 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 my personal Facebook wall as of late, but my friend, if I can find this this post, my friend Christopher Butler does um, these horror films. Um, like the posters for them. He remasters them. He can adjust them and make them look um, a little bit different, but he likes to keep to his, to his style. He has his own Etsy page and uh, with the pandemic, he's actually been able to blow up. Like he's, he's, he's got over 5,000 sales now and he's just kind of just going to town. He's doing so well. He's done so well. He's actually making a book of everything that that he's done. Um, he's actually has a Indiegogo uh, campaign out right now, um, and he's almost raised all the money that he needs to get all the books done. Uh, the support that he's been getting has just been outstanding. The the work that he does, I've I've actually asked him a couple of years ago for my parents. I didn't know what to get him for for Christmas, and I knew he was doing this, so I asked him. I said, "Could you?" If I send you like a couple of photos, it's not they're not horror related, but if I send you a couple of things of stuff that's meaningful for like both my folks, would you be able to you know touch these up and do this for me? And he was able to. So for my mom, when when I was young, I had a Nintendo back you know back then, and we always used to play this game called Snake Rattle and Roll. Um, it was basically just these little snakes who go around, eat these little things, and their tails would get longer. It's like kind of like a 3D version of the game Snake. 
Um, but you know, had a little storyline and whatnot. But it was a great game, and I always played it with my mom. Always had great memories with it. And for my dad, I did one of uh, having a Costello movie because that was always one of the big things my dad and I did together. We sat down and we watched those movies together. So I had him him able to do that for me. So I was able to get them, frame them, give them to them, you know, for Christmas and stuff like that. So I love the fact that I am able to go back in time and find those memories. And I'm happy that my friend Chris was able to do it. So I hope that people that listen to this will go and find his page and be able to order his stuff because he's definitely worth it. You're gonna have to you have to forward that to me on Messenger so I can I look to him. I will, because I'm pretty sure that I think you will enjoy it as well. Let me try that. I will find that right now as you continue. Well, as I'm looking here, Scott, we've definitely been talking for over an hour. Like I expected, you and I rambling. You know. We do. We do. Like I said, we haven't really talked besides business. It's almost like hurt business, but not like like the hurt business where more just, you know, hurt from business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is uh, Chris Butler. It's Chris Butler Designs. Yep. Okay. I will uh I will drop that. We can drop that on the um on the page on the Twitter and whatnot. Absolutely. Everyone take a look at it. Scott, uh, thank you for being on. Here's 2021. Here's the Bedlam Media growing. I know you have a drink, but uh, this is my caffeine. There you go. Yeah, I have a drink, sir. Here's cheers to 2021. Thank you once again for having me on OFR. I look forward to doing more of these in the future. Same. Same. I'm hoping to have you on a little more often. Um, Thank you for being on. If you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube uh, at Bedlam Media. You can find us on all streaming platforms, excluding Pandora. If there's anything that we're missing on that you can't find us on, please let us know and we'll try to get ourselves on there. You can find myself on Twitter at the SLB Official and Scott at Scotty J Stream. Scott has been trying to do some streaming stuff. And trying to make the Twitch happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the tweets, but the Twitch. Yep. Try to get all the T's, you know, gotta cross my T's, you know, dot some I's as well. And I have to cross my I's and dot my T's. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. This has been Open Frequency Radio. Do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.